0: Welcome to this week's episode of the Fun of the Run podcast. I'm Michelle, your host. I'm also known as Waddell Running Lady on Instagram. And I cannot tell you how happy it makes me to know that you're here listening to this episode. Uh, This podcast has been such a fun and honestly, like, cleansing, healing thing for me. I don't know how else to describe it, but being able to talk about running. And knowing that there are people out there who are relating to what I'm saying and and just even having people message me and say, I related to what you said, I've been through that, or someone told me the same thing, or it was very inspiring, and it just, it makes all of this so worth it. And I have just enjoyed this whole process so much, looking forward to hopefully recording many more episodes maybe even an episode with you and I'm just really uh, excited about today's episode. Uh, This is kind of a funny title but it's what popped into my head, Running Solo and the F Word. So we're actually going to be talking about a couple of different things, just some things that have been on my mind that I want to get off my chest and I think some of this will be relatable to many of you Um, Maybe some of it won't relate to you at all. I don't know. I guess we'll see. But I wanted to take a quick moment here to remind you that you can always, always direct message me on Instagram at Waddell Running Lady. Waddell is W-A-D-D-E-L-L. And I love to hear back from my listeners. You also can email me at funoftherunpodcast at gmail.com. I love getting messages from you, and whether that is, you know, thank yous or comments or criticisms or ideas for new episodes, I want to hear it all. So don't be afraid to reach out. And as always, if you would like to be interviewed on my podcast, please direct message me on Instagram or send me an email at funotherunpodcast at gmail.com, and we will set up a time to talk. All right, enough with all of that stuff. Let's get going with this episode. Okay. So some of this is probably going to uh, intertwine with each other. The running solo is something that I wanted to talk about. The F word is something that I want to talk about. And there some of that is probably going to mix, but some of it is also two distinct separate topics, I guess. So let's just see where this takes us. Okay. So first of all, um, if you have follow me on Instagram, you will probably will notice that most of the time you will see me running alone. So if I post, Hey, I did five miles today. It was terrible. It stunk. It was hot. Um, whatever you will see, there are solos of myself and pictures of cactus and maybe my shoes. You typically will not see me with another running partner. Um, and that is because for the most part running with others stresses me out and I'm going to explain why. So there's several reasons actually, but I'm going to start by telling you a little bit about this past weekend. So Thursday morning we headed out of town. I live in the Phoenix area, west of Phoenix. Waddell is, I would say about 20 minutes west of Phoenix, out by the White Tank Mountains. And we headed up north to, so if you go up to Payson, Arizona and you drive 40 minutes beyond Payson, I believe it's I don't know if it's east or north. Don't hold me to that. But there is a place called the Mogollon Rim. And Woods Canyon Lake is up there on the rim. There's Willow Springs Lake, I believe. And there's all of these different campgrounds. And once a year, every summer, our church rents, you know, one or a big group campground. And as many of us as can head up there for a few nights and we just camped together. And we've been doing this for years. I can't give you an exact number of years because I don't remember, but we've been doing this for a really long time. I remember being, you know, pregnant up there with some of my kids and trying to sleep in a tent. I remember sometimes we were able to borrow my dad's trailer. Sometimes, you know, most of the time we were in a tent, but we've been going up there for a really long time. And Yesterday we were up there again and it was our last day up there. My husband and I were walking along the rim for one last walk and, um, it was a rest day for me. So I wasn't trying to do any running and my husband was trying to get some kind of like recovery walk in or whatever. So I went with him and I was telling him, I said, you know, this trip that we're on, you know, we've been doing it all these years. I never used to actually come over here to this rim trail. I would just stay in the campground and stay in our campsite. And I started thinking about that. So to get to this rim, you, there's a little path that runs along the campground where our church group is staying. And you can see anybody that's on that path. So especially the people that are camping, you know, right in that area, they can look up and look over. And if they wanted to, they could watch me walking over to, to the, you know, to this rim and see me on my way there. Well, up until about a few years ago, that was just absolutely terrifying to me. The fact that somebody would see me walking, running, um, especially if I knew this person, it would absolutely terrify me. So, when I first started running back in 2018, we had already, I don't know if we had this camping trip or not. The following year, 2019, I'm sure that I was up there running during the camping trip, but I remember staying close to the campground and going whichever direction I thought less people would see me that I knew. So of course at church, you know, I lead singing, I sing in the choir, I'm a Sunday school teacher, things like that people at church see me, you know, in my church clothes and in my pantyhose. And you know what I'm saying? In my dress shoes, they don't see me unless they follow me on Instagram. (laughs) They don't see me in my running skirts and in my orange mud gear and, you know, wearing my shocks headphones and my, you know, they don't typically see me in runner mode. And so there was just kind of a disconnect for me in not wanting people that don't run or uh, maybe that's just a different part of my life kind of thing. And so there's always been some kind of like hesitation, I guess, so uh, and and that's probably a main, one of the main reasons why I would try to avoid paths where and the church people, so to speak, would see me. So even though I really needed to get my run- in, I would just try to make sure that it was in a place where no one else could see me. So um that changed probably in about 2020 I would say. We went up there and I decided, no, you know, I'm getting my run in and I'm going to run on the rim trail and I'm going to see the view and it's right there. There's a running path. Why not utilize what's in front of me? I don't get to run in the pine trees ever. You know, so what if people see me? And that's in my head, but the other thing that's in my head is they're going to see me. So this past weekend, I would walk the entire time that someone could potentially see me from our campsite and not start running until I hit the rim trail and where I knew no one else could see me. Now, strangers don't bother me so much, like I said, but I didn't want anybody from our church group to see me running. And I just think that's, I don't know, it's kind of sad, but. It's just, it's so embarrassing. And and so even so even though I've taken it upon myself to run on this trail that I want to run on, even though it does mean walking past campgrounds and campsites of, of people that I know from church, I still am embarrassed for them to see me in my running gear, if that makes sense. So there have been a couple of times where I run, there's a local park around here called Rio Vista Park. And if I want a really, really long road run, that's where I go. And there have been a couple of times, twice I can think of where I've seen people from church and I was mortified. And there's nothing I have to be mortified of. There's nothing to be ashamed of. I'm not dressed in a way that I wouldn't want them to see me or anything like that. But it's just the fact that I I guess I'm just kind of embarrassed because part of me knows, you know, I don't look like a quote unquote, typical runner. And here I am, you know, decked out in my orange mud vest and my, my running shoes. And, and I've got my Shox headphones on and I've got my, my Coros watch on and I've got my visor and my sunglasses and, and I'm just all decked out for this long run. And for whatever reason, I'm still embarrassed for people that know me in real life, but that don't run I'm embarrassed for them to see me in my running getup. And I don't know if that makes any sense or if anybody else feels that, but that's where I'm at. So this camping trip that we just finished, that we just came home from last night, it it like exaggerates. it. That may not be the correct word, but exacerbates maybe. It brings all of that to the forefront for me because I'm here. I'm going to leave my campground, my campsite decked out for my run, I'm going to hit this path that everybody can just look over and see me. They all know Michelle's going on a run. They see me decked out and I'm embarrassed and I just try not to look, try to mind my own business and I'm like, "Okay, I'm going for my run." But it's still embarrassing and that's just that's just part of it, okay? So, while we were up there, um let's see. Thursday and Friday I had, I had four miles on Thursday, I think, and I believe those were just supposed to be easy miles. Friday, I was supposed to do, it was a you-pick day, it was like a cross-training day, and my cross-training of choice was a 30-minute easy run. So both of those days, my daughter and her boyfriend came along with me, which is totally fine, um, except I know that I'm very slow, and so my daughter is happy to take walk breaks even though she's naturally a faster runner. So if we run together, she's always ahead of me. But I can typically call out, you know, the intervals to her and she knows when to run and she knows when to walk. And she's usually happy to do that. Her boyfriend wants to run fast, you know, of course. And so I don't think he's as keen on the run-walk intervals. But, and I felt some of that when we were up on the rim running. So I welcomed them to come with me, but there was part of me that was like, well, you know this is just showing how slow i really am got these two young kids with me running they're so much faster they're so much thinner than i am they've got so much more vim and vigor you know they're out there just able to do this i'm all decked out for 4 miles in my orange mud vest and my water um what do you call it bladder that goes in the vest they've got a bottle of water and they're totally good to go you know and so i'm feeling overdressed and ridiculous and like this is all overkill And so, but I, yet it's like, I want to run here. I love this place and I want to run. And so I was running with them and yet they kind of did their own thing. You know, they would be ahead of me and I would be behind and, you know, they would make sure I was still back there somewhere. And it just kind of made me feel like I was the dummy in this situation. I don't know, just keeping it real. So when it came time for me to do Saturday's run, I knew that I really wanted to do it by myself. And I was struggling a little bit because I wasn't feeling well, hadn't gotten much sleep on the camping trip, still coming off of having a cold and just respiratory stuff and everything else, just feeling bad for however many days I was sick. and. I did not feel like running five to seven miles out on the rim where it's harder to breathe. I'm at elevation. And I just thought, you know, if I have to worry about other people being with me and feeling like I'm slow because they're wanting to run faster, they're wanting to go ahead, you know, they're not understanding what's taking me so long, I'm not going to be able to have the mental fortitude that I need to have to get five to seven miles done. I can't do it unless I do it on my own terms, in my own way, and so, but I also didn't want to offend my daughter and her boyfriend and say, no, you can't run with me today, when they were planning on running with me, so it ended up all working out well, there was a hike plan that day that they wanted to go on, and it just so happened that the hike was starting when I was getting ready to head out for my run, they went on the hike, Um, I will say that afterwards, they're like, hey, we would have rather run, you know, that would have been more fun or whatever, so that was kind of cool. But it just worked out to where I did not have to feel guilty because they were doing something else and I was able to head out for my run alone, turned on my audiobook, figured out the intervals that I felt like my body could handle for the day. And I plugged out a little over five miles, like five and a quarter. I don't think I could have done it if they were with me. I just, I needed some time just for me and I needed to be able to do things my way. And so, you will catch me running solo 99% of the time. Okay, so it's just awkward for me. This has happened different times. Okay, on up at the rim on this on this trip. Uh, this would have been Saturday. I was finishing up my run, and I come up to where I'm getting ready to stop, and there's a group of of, of three teenagers there that I know and love very much. But they see me coming along, and I'm just mortified because, like I said, I'm wearing all this running gear. I am exhausted from this run. I am still under under the weather. This is not my best, you know, run effort. And yet, in my head, I'm thinking, well, it doesn't matter if it is my best run effort. My best day is a hundred times slower than their best day. You know what I'm saying? So I'm thinking all of this. And just feeling mortified by the fact that they see me running. This is embarrassing. Um, Just for me, there's just a lot of awkwardness involved in running in front of people. I've learned that I, I don't know anybody. And I've said this in other episodes before. So please bear with me if you've heard me say this before. But I found that there really aren't very many people. And I don't know any personally. I was slow as I am on a run so someone reached out to me on Instagram and this has been maybe a couple years ago they wanted to meet me at this park they wanted to run with me and I think we were going to run 10 miles I'm not sure a lovely person wonderful person Um, we had a great time but I knew by I think something that was said afterwards I knew that this person was disappointed in how long it took to run the 10 miles. And I've said it before, I'm very slow. Um, Right now, my road pace, well, I'm run walking, but when I'm actually running, you know, you'll maybe see me running at a 13 some pace, but that's for a very short interval of time. My overall pace, run pace is probably going to be 15, 16, 17, who knows, 18. I'm not fast on easy days I'm not fast on fast days either but this person I think I was even running faster than that back when I ran with this person and by something that was said I just knew they were disappointed and it also was kind of to the point where like okay well yeah that was great but basically like we weren't going to be running together anymore and honestly I was fine with that because like I told you I run solo I'm used to doing it it's less stressful for me and I don't like having to worry about slowing people down. It really, really stresses me out. So that was one experience that I had. Um, we did end up meeting up maybe several months later. Um, they just said, hey, I'm going to be out there. Are you going to be out there? Yeah, well, I'm going to be out there too. We kind of just crossed paths and ran maybe half a mile together. And then, you know, they went on their way and I went on my way because we're not compatible running partners. So that's just, that's that. So that's one experience when I've tried to meet up with someone for a run. Um, My friend Holly that you've heard about on my podcast and in my Instagram posts, she lives not too far from me and she had recommended a certain loop that's shady to run on in the summer and I was out there running one day and just happened to run into her. We didn't plan it, but we ended up running about 5k together and I slowed her down. She didn't say anything, but I slowed her down. I think I've run with Holly a total of maybe four times. So besides that that 5K, um she met me when I was doing a virtual Grandma's Marathon around the neighborhood. She rode up on her bike and then she ended up running the last couple of miles with me. So and I was at the end of a marathon distance, I was half dead. It was hot. It was like 100 and I think that was the day it was 112. And I finished at like 10:30 in the morning. It was it was really warm when I finished. And I was dragging and so I I didn't feel as bad that time because, you know, I know that Holly knows the kind of work that goes into running a marathon and especially in those hot conditions and, you know, so I didn't feel so bad about my slow pace that day. But there was another time we were up camping with a church group and her and I, she wanted to accompany me for, I think I had a 12 mile run. I was getting ready to run maybe Long Beach Marathon and so I wanted to run up in the woods And I had 12 miles. Well, she ended up running about nine of them with me and then went back to the campsite. And I just, I don't, she didn't say anything rude, but I slowed her down considerably and in too much. There was one last time, and this has been the most recent time I ran with her. Um, We ran at South Mountain. We dropped our kids off for a party or something. And we ended up riding together over to South Mountain, and hitting a trail, and we just did about five miles. I told her to go ahead, and I felt like I was dying. It was just, you know, her pace is faster than mine, and I stayed in the back and let her lead and just tried to keep up the best I could, and even so, it just showed me again, Michelle, you are slow. Like, you are sloth, snail slow. You are painfully slow. This is why people don't, can't, won't run with you you know and and again holly didn't say anything rude it's just she didn't have to you know what i mean she didn't need to say anything anything rude i just can tell that you know that was slower than she wanted to go and it, it was just there's just some awkward times that i always face when i run with other people another example is running with my husband and i've told you different stories about us running together but one that comes to mind today is I was training for another marathon. I don't remember which one at the time, but I had a 14-mile long run. I went out to Rio Vista Park, which I've talked about before. You can run in either direction for miles and miles and miles, and it's the, the place to go around here. If you want kind of a safe path that's not trail, um, you can avoid traffic, and so I've run many long runs there before, especially before I started running a lot of trails. And my husband decided he would come with me for this 14 mile long run. He is, he is trying to run now. He's starting to train for a trail race, but he's not, he, he will even tell you he's not a runner. And he certainly wasn't back then. I'm trying to think of how to say this. He was not a runner back then at all, but he, he was still in that mindset and he still kind of is this mindset. I'm a CrossFitter. I can do anything. So he's like, I can do this. I'll come with you on your 14 mile long run. How hard can it be? He comes with me. He makes it nine miles and he walked the entire rest of the way. So he walked the last five miles and we met at my car. Even when he was walking, he was ahead of me for all 14 miles. And even though he strictly walked the last five miles with no running whatsoever, no jogging or anything, he still beat me back to the car. And just another reason why in my mind, I run solo because I finish a run with people. If I run with somebody, I get to the end of the run feeling less than, even though the person, people that I run with don't make me feel less than, they don't tell me I'm a loser, but I always end the run feeling less than. And so that experience with my husband was another time where I'm like, you know, he even doesn't run. And, he, you know, and he, I think at nine miles, he actually kind of got injured, walked it in, and he still beat me. And it was just, it was discouraging. So it's just another reason in my many reasons why I run solo the vast majority of the time. I met up with another friend that I met through Instagram, and she's local to this area. And we decided we were going to run four miles together, I believe. And for some reason, you guys, um, some of you think I am amazing. And I have, honestly, it baffles my mind because I am not amazing. I am 48 years old. I'm a regular lady. I am a big lady, but I like to run and I am stubborn and I don't like to quit. And for some reason, people decide they want to follow me on Instagram. And when they see me in person, it's like, I don't know, but I, I'm not special. But this friend that I met through Instagram, she, every time I see her, she makes me feel like a million bucks. She's just so, she has this just level of respect for me and she's so kind. And so just, I don't, I don't, I don't feel like I deserve you know, the level of respect that she has for me as a runner. I really don't. But she wanted to run with me. And I don't know about you, but, you know, people have their own ways of doing things. And so her way of doing things is she'll run for half a mile, stop her watch, take a breather. She'll run for another half a mile, stop her watch, take a breather. Well, when I was running with her this day, I was doing some kind of intervals. Um, and I don't think I was doing structured intervals. I think I was just running and then I would need to take a break and then I would run and then I would take a break. I But I, I wouldn't stop my watch and I wouldn't stop. Like she would stop her watch and then stop like in her tracks and, and catch her breath. Um, whereas I would keep my watch running and walk, you know, so I wasn't just like stopping in a spot. So she just did things differently than I did, which is totally fine. Nothing wrong with it to each his own but she is considerably faster than i am and so we don't run together you know we we did it once and that's typically what happens to me is i'll meet up with somebody we'll run together once and then it's over you know and i'm not complaining i'm not crying or whining about that i'm totally fine with it but i think maybe this kind of will make people understand why i just it makes me nervous when someone says, hey, I want to run with you. Um, I will always say yes, always. If you want to run with me, I would love to have you run with me. But just keep in mind that I run walk and I am slower than anything that you could possibly ever think of, that you will be able to walk as fast as I can run. I'm just going to tell you that straight off the bat so that you know. Okay. Oh, so I was invited to do the Women's Epic Race up in Brighton Head Resort at the end of July 2023. And I accepted it first. I had to make a few social media posts and kind of promote the race and share my code. And they created a team for me. And if I talked about the race, I think three times or something, they were going to give me a free entry to the race. And it sounded really fun. It was a trail race. It was something that I would love to do. But the fact that they wanted to create a team for me and the fact that, you know, I just it made me nervous. And I ended up backing out of the race, not not for those reasons, but for scheduling conflicts and things like that and just not being able to to make the trip. But it made me nervous that here Waddell Running Lady is going to be at the Women's Epic Race. Well, Waddell Running Lady is not a celebrity. And Waddell Running Lady is not somebody special. And Waddell Running Lady is probably not somebody that you want to run with if you're going to really run. You know, if we're going to do a trail race that has 2,000 feet of elevation gain, we're going to be doing a lot of power hiking. And you might want to change my name to Waddell Hiking Lady because I'm going to be hiking the uphills and running the flats and the downhills if possible. So It just made me nervous and just things like that, just, they terrify me. I will just be honest. So I am supposed to run this week with true coach, Lisa, whom I have the utmost respect for. I, she is such a genuinely kind person And I've met her a couple of times. She was on the course behind me um, at my very first ultra this past January, Coldwater Rumble. She came came up behind me and then she ended up passing me and, you know, beating my pants off. She was just came, she finished way ahead of me. Um, So she, she would be one that knows how slow I run, but she is wanting to meet up this week to run. And I'm just, even though I know she saw me out on the course and she knows (laughs) I'm challenged, um, she wants to meet up with me. And so I'm a little bit nervous, I'll be honest, because I feel like maybe she's going to forget how slow I really am. But of course, I'm not going to tell her no. I, I'm not going to tell anybody no that says, hey, can we run together? Yes, we absolutely can. Just be prepared to walk some of the way. So all of this telling you and trying to explain to you why I have this kind of love-hate relationship with running with other people um, and why I run solo 99% of the time. I hope that kind of makes sense. So there's the factor of always feeling overdressed and over, you know, geared up and, you know, in front of people that know me, but don't know me as a runner. Then there's the aspect of people meeting up with me and turns out I'm so much slower than them that even if they don't say anything, I can tell by the end of our run together that they're frustrated Or, you know, they just, they would never want to do that again because I I really took up too much of their time, you know? Okay, so now we've got a topic change and it's the F word. And the F word that I'm referring to, of course, um, since I don't cuss, is fat. F-A-T. Yes, you heard that correctly. I don't want to ruffle any feathers. And so, but this is my podcast. And so I know that I can... I can speak freely um, about my own experiences on here, but I don't want to offend anyone. So please just take what I say with a grain of salt, because I am talking about fat as it relates to me, my own perspective, my own experiences, my own body and my life. Okay, so with that being said, let's talk about this. Personally, I will not follow accounts that have the word fat in the username. I know I'm fat, okay, um, but I don't like that word. It has a negative connotation to me. It always has, and I'm kind of afraid that it always will. And I know that growing up, I was not an overweight child. Honestly, I did not start struggling with my weight until I started having babies. I had six. Some of them were close uh, together. I would gain weight, have the baby. I would drop the weight using whatever various yo-yo dieting that I decided to go with at the time, whether that was the cabbage soup diet, the Mayo Clinic diet, whatever. All kinds of things I tried. Herbalife, Weight Watchers. We've discussed this in other episodes, but that's where my weight struggle started. And I also had a mother that was, for lack of a better word, obese. And I I don't just mean a little bit. She was extremely unhealthy and extremely obese. I saw that growing up. I saw that through the lens of my own weight struggles. And fat has always been kind of a dirty word to me. There's a lot these days on social media about body positive and the body positive movement and body positivity. And I do understand it. At least I think I do, but I can't say that I fully embrace it because I do think that there is a time and a place where, you know, where you can't just say, well, I'm fat and, and it's okay. You know what I'm saying? It is okay if you're fat and I'm fat and it's okay. But I don't know how to really describe this to you, but again and again, I'm not trying to ruffle feathers, but there are people that I've had to unfollow on Instagram because when I see, um, I, I don't think we should always encourage people that it's okay to be the way they are and not try to change if there's a reason why they desperately need to. Like if there are health reasons or something. I'm not going to personally tell you that being plus sized or fat or chubby or whatever you want to call me, that it's the best thing that ever happened to me because there are definitely times I want to be a smaller person. And I will just tell you again, I don't have high blood pressure. I don't have thyroid disease. I don't have anything. Thank God. And I hope it stays this way, but I don't have any health conditions that are like nipping my heels saying, lose the weight, Michelle, lose the weight. You're going to, you know, this, you're going to die. You're going to this, this, the other thing. I don't have that nipping on my heels. Um, But even so, I can't tell you be like me. You know what I mean? Be like me. You all should gain weight and be like me, you know, because I don't think you should. We're all different and we all have different body sizes. I believe more in body neutrality. So, what that means to me is being content with the body that I have, the body that God gave me. We do all have different metabolisms, we have different. What, what is the word when there's something that you get from your parents? I know what the word is, but I can't think of it. Genetics. Some people are more genetically predisposed, you know, to be in a larger body versus other people. And I totally understand that. And I'm okay with that. And I'm okay with the fact that I am not going to ever be a petite little thing. I'm not a short, fat person. I'm actually a tall um, I don't want to say fat person, but big person. Okay. um. So I'm not ever going to be some little petite thing. No matter how much weight I lose, I still won't be little. I do strive to say that I have a fabulous figure because I do. Brandy the runner is a famous Instagrammer and she runs, she's thousands and thousands of thousands of followers. And one time, a couple of years ago, she had gained a little bit of weight, I want to say at the beginning of the year. And she had a post and she said, you know what? Yes, I'm a few pounds heavier than I was, but I'm still fabulous. And when she said that, something in my head clicked and I've never forgotten those words. And so now, if anything comes up and I'm in a situation where maybe I'm uncomfortable, uncomfortable about my weight or, or something won't work because of, I, I don't know, I'm a little uncomfortable or nervous, you know, about maybe clothes I'm trying on or something. I'll be like, well, no, I I think I'm going to need something else to fit this fabulous figure of mine. You know, I don't think that's going to fit around this fabulous figure or, so, you know, so I try to spin it in a positive way but I just hate that word fat. And, it, and I guess I can't tell you 100% where, where my distaste for, that, for the word came from, except that my mom was extremely obese, um, and especially in her later years before she passed away. And she ended up dying of ovarian cancer. And I'm not saying it's because she was obese. I don't know. How, how could I tell you what, what the reason was? But it kind of put fear in me. And that I don't want to be like that. And fat has just always had a negative connotation for me and in my life. And I mean, as long as I can remember from a child and on up. And I think fat is in general a negative word. I mean, most people aren't going to be like thinking fat is great. And I think that that's part of why I struggle with the body positivity movement is I'm not going to ever tell you that it's awesome being fat. Everybody gain weight and be like me fat is where it's at. It's great and amazing. And, and you want the rolls I have, and you want the triple chins that I have, and it's great and wonderful. And, and I know body positivity is not trying to get people to be fat. From what I gather, it's more like, well, there's nothing wrong with, with it. And everyone needs to, you know, make sure we all fit. And, and I don't, I don't know exactly what all it is. I just know that I can't say myself, everyone be like me. Okay, so I feel like I'm more on the side of body neutrality where I can look at myself and try to be content that this is the body God gave me. This is where I'm at right now. And although I don't always love the way I look, I am grateful that this body is strong and it's healthy and it can carry me a lot of miles. Since 2018, it's carried me thousands of miles and be grateful for that and be content with my body. And yet I feel like that's different than maybe then the goal of body positivity. So, and that ties in with, with my dislike of the word fat. Um, I don't like to follow accounts that have the, that word in their username. It just, it turns me off. Not that I don't like the people or think that they're doing good work, but I just think that for me, it's just, it's just not, it's just not where it's at for me. I don't know. I also don't think I'm not fat. So I'm not one of those people that say, oh, I'm not fat. I'm under tall. No, I know I'm big. I know that I weigh more than I should. I know that I weigh more than is probably ideal. But I also know that. So, so I acknowledge that. And I'm not trying to tell you that, you know, I don't think I'm fat. But having somebody say that to me or me going around telling everybody, I'm fat Waddell running lady or something. I just I, I just I don't think I can do that. So there's somebody that I know personally, um, and I guess, you know, I don't know all their health information. How could I? I'm not their doctor. But from things that I've been told and heard and this and that, it seems like their weight is a factor in the health complications that they're having, which my husband and I were discussing this. He says she doesn't want to lose weight. She's dead set against losing weight. She flat out refuses to lose weight. And you should understand that because that's how you are. And I just, in my mind, I had a good attitude outwardly, but in my mind, I was very resentful. And I just thought, I beg to differ. This person and I are nothing alike. That person has never taken any steps to try to regain her health, to try to do anything. Whereas I look and I see that starting from 1996 until today, okay, okay, I've been trying to work on my health in various ways. I'm not saying I did it in an ideal way. I do not recommend yo-yo dieting like I did from 1996 until 2017. But I thought I was being healthy and I thought I was doing, you know, something to help myself. And, you know, and, and you know, this person isn't active and, and she doesn't need to be active. It's her life. It's her body. It's her health problems. She can do whatever she wants. But the fact that my husband compared me to her and said, well, you're the same way you've got the same mental blocks she does the same mental issues the same you, you've got the same hang-ups as her i don't okay no and so i just really struggled when he said that we were on this camping trip this past weekend sitting around the campsite my son starts demonstrating all of these crossfit moves he's adorable i love him to death but sometimes 13 year old boys think they know best about everything. And so he's telling me how I need to stop running so much and I need to start doing CrossFit with him and his dad and this and this and this and just running can just be kind of a side thing. And the little teeny exercises of running that they do in CrossFit, that'll just be enough running for me. The thing that bothers me about that is that I know my son didn't just pull that up out of his own head. I'm 99% sure, okay, that my son and my husband have discussed this about me. And what makes me very sure is that after the end of that little conversation, my husband says, you really should do CrossFit with us. If you did, guaranteed you would be a faster runner. So what I heard when he said that, even though maybe he didn't mean it this way, but what I heard is, Michelle, you aren't good enough. You don't run fast enough. You don't look good enough. If you would start doing CrossFit, you would be better. And you would look better and you would be a better runner. So in my mind, I interpreted it that way. I interpreted it as him saying, you are not good enough, what you're doing right now. And he, my husband, is the one that told me a few years ago that I should quit running and just start lifting heavy and that I would look better. Okay. So this guy, there's definitely a reason why I resent things that he says. Okay. Just gonna say that. Um As much as I love him. My size impacts how I feel about how I look when other people see me running. That's part of the issue with running solo too. So this is called kind of all tied in together, the fat and the running solo part. Because of my size, I run solo a lot. Because I'm, you know what I'm saying? And I feel like people have that impression of me as well. They see my size. She's going to be slow. You know, it stresses me out when people see me at a race because I know they're gonna see how slow I run if they stick around to the finish. You know, if someone says, I'll see you at the finish line, well, you know, you're going to be there all night because it depends on the distance of this race. I'm going to take forever, and I'm not going to finish anytime soon, and you are going to be waiting for a really, really long time for me. You're going to be waiting for me for a really, really long time, so it stresses me out. When someone says, hey, I want to run with you, it stresses me out. I don't know. I will tell you, you're going to be waiting, you know. I don't know anybody that's as slow as me. I don't know anyone that has a slower pace than I do. Some of y'all have told me on Instagram, oh, guaranteed we're the same pace. I really sincerely doubt that you are as slow as I am. I do. And I'm not complaining. I'm just, I'm just telling you so that you know. Okay. Um, all right. So I talked about having a fabulous figure. I okay, so we're gonna go back to the body positive body positivity body neutrality thing again just briefly I'm not an expert on this okay yes I worked with a running dietitian for a year she helped me get to be more body neutral um I even told her I can't follow people that have you know that look this certain way I can't do it I can't follow people that look like that I can't I have I do have hangups, but they're for my own personal reasons I just have to say that although I know my figure is fabulous and I know my body is strong there are still days that I can't tell you um that I wish that you had my size because I don't I wouldn't wish that on somebody does that make sense and yet I also know that there are a lot worse things than being the size that I am right now I could have a lot worse issues than being the size that I am. You know, there's a lot worse problems that people can have than than being my size. Chubby, fat, plus size, whatever you call it, okay? But I am working on being body neutral and being content with who I am and how I look because of what I'm able to do and because of, you know, being healthy and being able to do all these things, even in the size of body that I have. I just can't take that next step to body positivity, embracing being fat and 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 looking at that as a positive thing. And I'm just speaking from my own heart and my own experience. I am not dissing anybody. If you're out there and you look like me, bless you. And we have got this and we are out there doing the thing and we are just as worthy to be there as anybody else. I will preach that all day long. We are worthy. You are worthy. I am worthy. We have every right to be represented at those races and to be on those courses and to be on the sidewalks and the roads and the trails. It does not matter what size we are, but I personally am not one of those people that is going to tell you, be fat. I don't know what else to say about that. So I struggle. I struggle with my size a lot. Um, I talked about when I had, um, a podcast last week with uh, Victoria Bucher. She is a goodness. Why can I not think about this? I believe she's a wellness coach. I can't think exactly, but we talked about this a little bit and I told her, I said, oh, she's a health and wellness coach. I said, if it, if I had the choice and I had to choose between losing the weight, you know, and and what that involved for me over the years has been a lot of obsessive living and being obsessed all day from the moment my eyes open till the moment I go to sleep with what goes in and out of my mouth. If my only option was to, to look good but be obsessed and then the other option was just be how I am now, no obsession but the size I am now, I would every time choose to be how I am today, the size I am today without the obsession. I'll choose it every time despite the fact that I don't like how I look all the time, I would choose this over and over and over again, rather than go back to those days of looking what I thought looked good and being obsessed. So you have to find a way to be content with yourself, okay? So I know that people that are in larger bodies, we are not the only ones that struggle with how we look and we're not the only ones that struggle with being content with our size because there are plenty of people that are smaller that are not content with how they look and just look around you, look on Instagram, look at the people that you know or the people that you see. There are people in much smaller bodies that are not happy with how they look. So it's not just a problem for us larger people. So to kind of recap everything, running with other people stresses me out. Yet if you ask me to run with you and you want to come run with me, I will say yes every time because I love meeting you and I am always honored that someone wants to run with me. Just know, because I will tell you this up, uh, up front ahead of time, I am slower than, than the slowest person you can possibly imagine. That's me. Be prepared to walk. Be prepared to do run walk intervals because I do run. But you could probably walk as fast as I run. Just be prepared for that. Just know that ahead of time. I would love to run with you, but it's going to be very slow seeing me at races stresses me out because I know they're going to see how slow I really am and I don't like people waiting for me at the finish line my husband it stresses me out when my husband wants to wait for me because I know he's going to have to like go take a few classes or I don't know what he's going to do he's going to have to do a few things you know because I won't be done for a long time and I you know I don't have a solution for my resistance to the word fat I don't have you know a resolution except to just keep doing what I'm doing now I run alone for the most most part because that's how I deal, and I just don't like, you know, feeling less than, I guess, and, and every time I finish running with someone else, I always feel kind of like less than, even though they don't tell me I'm less than, they don't tell me that was terrible, I always just come away with that feeling knowing that I am less than them, even though I enjoy the company and, and I enjoy running with these people as far as talking to them and this and that, I I always come away not feeling good. Some people like to joke about, oh, you're like a local celebrity or you're an influencer or whatever. And you know, um, I love being recognized at races and, and I love people coming up and saying hi to me, but it does make me kind of embarrassed that people are going to see how slow I am. Um, And I will just tell you, I'm not a good runner. So I'm not the best at this sport. And just because I post running content and post things that are relatable. And um, it doesn't mean I'm good at this because I'm really not. Um, But I do love running. I love the way that it makes me feel when I'm finished. I love the challenge. I love the fact that, that I can always improve on something else, whether I want to cover a longer distance than I've ever run before. I want to run the same distance, but a little bit faster. There's always room for improvement. And I think that's what I really, really like about running more than anything else. So thank you for being here today. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you ever want to run with me, I would love to run with you. I'd be honored. Uh, I might feel uncomfortable afterwards. I'd never tell you that to your face, though. I'll just go home feeling a little bit, you know, less than. But I'd never tell you that to your face. Um, I would love to run with you. And um, maybe someday we can. You can run walk with me. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of the Fun of the Run podcast called Running Solo and the F Word. Thank you for listening to my thoughts. I hope something that I said was relatable or helpful or educational or just that you at least enjoyed listening to it. I really hope so. I appreciate you coming back week after week. Please reach out to me and let me know what you think about this episode. What you think about the word fat? What you think about slow runners? Just fill me in. You can talk to me at fun of the run podcast at gmail.com or direct message me on Instagram at Waddell running Lady.